Howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking all things hunting and in the process do our best to support small and family-owned businesses in the hunting space. Here are your hosts and resident bandits, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy folks, welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host and fanatical duck hunter, Richard. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, sir. Doing great. Good, good evening, everybody. Oh, God, I always do that. That's all right. Good, it's, good day, everybody. Yeah. Or, or just howdy, you know. Yeah, howdy. Thanks. <laughs> I got, I got to stop. It's like yeah, for all you absolutely. folks listening to it at all different hours of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. But, uh, that's yeah. Well, in this episode, we're uh, really excited to speak with uh, Adam Peeler of Lifetime Decoys. Real quick on Lifetime Decoys, they're premium decoy rigging equipment is built with coated steel cable construction to be the easiest to use, most tangle resistant, and longest lasting decoy rigging equipment available anywhere. Adam is the sales and marketing manager for Lifetime Decoys, and welcome Adam to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Uh, we're excited to talk to you tonight. How are you doing? Thanks guys. Thanks Jimmy and Richard. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. That little uh, intro of Lifetime Decoys. I mean, that's uh, we're really. I'm. I know we're really excited to talk about uh, what all that's about and everything. But before we start, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of giving us an idea on uh, who you are, how you got into the business, uh, where, how you got to where you are, and how you joined up with Lifetime Decoys, and we can go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Now, I actually just came into the waterfowl industry about two years ago. Um, you know, Lifetime Decoys was looking for more of a, a sales position throughout to, to reach out to retailers. And, and since then, you know, I've become more of sales and marketing and, and social media. So uh, with a small company, of course, we wear a lot of hats. Mm. So um, came on about two years ago. Um, and Lifetime Decoys, like you said, is premium rigging equipment um, for duck hunting. And you know, it, it started with Peter and Dane, which Peter is the owner and, and Dane is the VP. And it started about uh, six years ago and even before that, that they had went out and hunted and looked at their rigging when they got out there, brand new rigging, brand new decoys, got out to the, uh, to the location and everything was completely built with memory. And uh, at that point, you know, Peter looked looked down at his rigs and was like, there's got to be a better way. So that's kind of how, you know, yeah. really Lifetime Decoys started uh, from the beginning about, you know, probably about seven years ago. Okay, great. Well, I know uh, I know uh, Richard's been salivating for this one. As, as I mentioned <laughs> at the beginning, <laughs> yes. he is the resident duck hunting uh, fanatic, if you will. Or, you know, or, or sometimes, or sometimes just just bird watcher. If, if right. you go and you listen to, <laughs> you go and you listen to some of the mo the the earlier podcast. My my duck season in the kind of central Texas started out really good, um, boy, right. and it just tanked. I think I was skunked six times in a row. I'm a bit bitter. Yeah, a lot of people were were bird watchers this year. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and of course, both of us being in Texas, we got a really good teal season, and it was real spotty after that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, 
Why don't you, uh, if you don't mind, jumping in a little more yeah. into talking about the uh, rigging equipment and you know what, just what kind of what what are the the problems that it helps us solve uh, when we're out there? Yeah, so the rigging equipment is made of a PVC coated steel cable, um, and of course we make our cable with a brown tint to it, matches kind of a little bit more to the natural colors in the water and and on the ground when you're duck hunting, but the PVC coated steel, what it does is it actually helps with the uh, not the buildup of memory, so the inherent line memory that you get with monofilament. Um, and like you've probably seen, you know, you go out one year and those rigs just look like a weed eater line, or they're a weed eater line and they look like a rat's nest, you know, after mm-hmm. after a little while. So, you know, this PVC coated steel actually wants to stay straight. Another advantage the PVC coated steel in our, our Texas rigs is that when you actually set it in water, say you're hunting with a 48 inch rig, you can set it in 20 inches of water and it's not going to curl up on you and show outside of the water, which is a big deal for hunting. Yeah. You know, every, <laughs> people look at their decoys and they want to change, I mean, mid hunt, you know, where decoys are. And mm. if you've got lines sticking out of the water, it, it also, you know, kind of, kind of looks strange. So uh, that that's kind of our, our Texas rigs. You know, we've got everything from your rice field 30-inch 3-ounce to your all-around 48, 4-ounce, and then we go to a 6-ounce a weight, which is actually we go from a, a teardrop style to a mushroom style weight for the 6-ounce. And why, so why is that, Adam? Yeah, so that's usually when you have either – places where you've got wind or higher uh, like waves or anything like that, that six ounce weight will actually turn on its side and it's got an edge to it. Mm. So it can grab and it doesn't go along. So usually when you've got places that don't really have too much vegetation, it will actually grab and sit on the side. Um, An egg sinker style, which we have in our three and four ounce, those are usually for spots that, you know, don't have as much, uh, wind or waves right. and then right. also it's got a little bit of vegetation so when you're pulling that weight back up you know you just don't grab every every bit of vegetation on the way up right right yeah i i actually i personally <clears throat> use the um uh, i think it's the it's either the three or the four ounce egg at the egg uh uh-huh. um and, yeah. and it's just been it's been fun it's been fantastic Good. Um, you know going out there and 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 putting the decoys out was always just a real was always just a real pain and 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 something that i i tried to do i i tried to reinvent the wheel a lot um you know i i had some of my 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 grandfather's decoys and he would use you know he he would use kite string with uh you know with with an old screwdriver you know the old days right and then i i'd have i'd have them in the bag and i'd slock them over my shoulder and i'd go throw them out there um, you know, and they did okay, especially for teal, you know, who aren't the aren't the brightest uh, brightest duck in the in, in the families. But but I still love them; they're my favorite. But um, oh, yeah. you know, th- then I started to realize that you know, first and foremost, it's taking me forever. You know, to unwrap these decoys, it's all around their neck. The other thing was is I was just scratching the living heck out of my decoys. Yeah. Um, so so going yeah. to the, the the Texas rig that you guys have. 
uh, really eliminated the need to do that. You know, the other thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, for, from an ease of use standpoint, you know, I, I just literally, I'll, I get out there in the middle of the water, I, I unhook the carabiner, you know, and then I'm just sitting there holding my hand. And I can just walk along and drop them. Right. Uh, and it is just, it is just made uh, a huge yeah. difference uh, in, well, in, in my ability to set up, but also to clean up too. Right. Yeah, that's that's one of the advantages, you know, Park Texas rigs have over some of the other ones. You know, some of the other um, kind of rigging that you've got out there are a sliding weight uh, design, right. which ours are, you know, have the weight stationary at the bottom. Um, that also gives you the advantage of when you're picking up a decoy, the weights or the little loop is right at the top, so yeah. you can grab it that's and awesome. go from there. Yeah, but the uh, the sliding weights, you know you have that mono and, and the sliding weight and usually it'll get kinks in it. Well, what happens is you throw out your rigs and you know, the, the weight only goes halfway down and gets stuck right. at the kink. Right. So your, your decoy starts floating further and further off. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all have had to chase any of those before, but it's not fun. Oh no. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, no, you, you know what I call that? I call that a, well, I used to call that because it hadn't happened to me in a while. But, but when it did, I called a a, a, a summertime decoy. That is, we'll see you in the summer because uh, I can't get in that water. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's true. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and I also like the fact that, uh, that that, like you were saying, that that it keeps the that the line stays below the water. I, I cannot tell mm-hmm. you how many times with my old rigs. Um, you know, and, and so, and so just to, 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 to back up my old rigs were some things that I made up and they were the, I think they were the, um, they're almost like the, the, you know, the, the generic plastic, uh, decoy line. Right. And then right. I had these little, uh, push button cinch things that, you know, I was using. And of course I would rig these things up thinking that I was going sea duck hunting off the coast of Maine. So I'd have, you know, 50 feet of luck. God, it was just a nightmare. <laughs> You know, right. and then I, I realized, you know what, you know, my tank is at the most about five foot deep uh, where I'm hunting. But 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 still, even still, you know, that line would right. float up. And and by the time we got to, you know, mid-December when those birds are, are getting a little smarter, um, yeah. it just, we, we just, it was killing me, killing me mm. on my hunting opportunities. Mm. Yeah, it, I, I will ask you one question. Do you use a jerk rake? So funny you say that. Um, I have I have one, and uh-huh. I, I I have never set one up because. <laughs> so our 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 duck blinds, if you will, are really consist of under an oak tree, um, or just in some bush, you know, some brush right. on the bank. And by the time the sun comes up, we're pretty much dead in the water because they can they can see us. So one of the problems is I've never been able to come up with a um, an appropriate length to 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 you you know what I'm saying to like okay if I need uh-huh. the decoys out there I'm going to be over here because knowing my luck I'll go out there and set it up and I'll be ten feet short and it'll just have to sit there. Um, <laughs> but I I've got one I've never tried to t- talk to us about the jerk rig because I've yeah, seen it on no TV. It, talk to us about it and, and, and tell us is it something that. You can you use it in the late season? You know when when do you when do you jerk on it? So on and forth, so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, jerk rig, of course, has been uh, really for me one of the most important things that I take to the blind. 
Um, and you're, you're talking about motion in the water is, is key. So, you know, we go from having a day that, you know, has, let's say a bluebird day with no winds. You have, let's say you have a, a mojo or a lucky duck out there and there's just no ripples. I mean, how does that look to the ducks that are flying over? So right. you have to look at it from, from just kind of churning up the water and, and making some more ripples for, for them to try kind of look at it and say, okay, well, there's some movement there. There's some ducks going around. Right. So our jerk rig is actually a little bit different than, well, a lot different than what's on the market. Uh, usually you have four set places that you get to put your rig or your right. decoys, and they're on these little tiny clips that you yep. usually are fiddling with in the morning when it's cold. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and well, yeah. And, and I got sausage fingers, so, you know, and no fingernails. <laughs> so trying to rig those up, and I'm not probably a little bit hungover, right. too. It just it makes for a miserable experience, personally. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, our so our jerk rig is, is 90 feet. It's got, it's with the same PVC coated steel. Okay. It's got swivels every six to eight feet. So when you're rolling it back into the spool, it actually can uh, roll over itself as it comes oh, back in. That's nice. Uh, yeah, the real distinct you know, difference between ours uh, and some of the others is we actually go off of a drop system. So okay. our drop system is six decoy drops, and you can connect your decoys to those drops and have them on a carabiner when you step out there. Oh, All you do nice. is you go out with the, with the main spool, drop the weight, and as you're walking back, you clip on each decoy wherever you want on the main line. Okay. So you can kind of customize it more. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's completely different. I mean, we've done it to where, you know, you have two or three out far and right. you have two in close. So when you move it, it's actually moving the water on this pod over to the right and a little bit to the pod that's kind of closer to you. Right. Right. Um, and then also the the line itself with the drops actually drops the the line underneath the water column. Right. So you don't see it from up top, which oh. is another thing that that other, you know, jerk rigs do. You can see a line coming all the way back to your blind. Sure. Which is looks a little irregular. Sure. Huh. No, for no, no, there's no doubt. T- tell me, Adam, about j- to get still talking about motion and whatnot. Um, you, you know, the one thing that I've always preached, and I'm not sure if I'm preaching the right thing, is, is you know, I typically will put my mojo away, or my, my mojo decoy, or my, my motion decoy away, mm-hmm. um, you know, typically, you know, by, by January 1, I'm kind of done using it. You know, right. is, is that the same as the jerk rig, or what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think the the flappers or the spinners are a little bit different than the jerk rig. I mean, I can see where, you know, you see the spinners all the way through, you know, from Canada all the way down to Texas. So uh, we typically don't run them as late either. Uh, We will keep the jerk rig running though, because I mean, whether you have it there, if you don't want to, if you sense that maybe something's going off or that they're not liking it, then you can just stop. That's very true. Sure, sure. But but really, we've seen it work all the way through the season, and usually you'll pull that, say, on their side swing, so they're not coming directly over you or right at you because 
of course the jerk rig is in one line right. what you do is is you'll actually pull that when they're far away or if they're on to the side you say right. your left or your right swinging right. and what what that does is from the side view it actually looks like ducks are moving in and within itself uh, so they're going back uh, and forth so it looks I actually like not only the six decoys are moving, but it really looks like, you know, more and more ducks are going in and passing each other. Right. So that's usually when we start pulling it. Now, you don't want to start pulling it right when they're over over you, directly right. over you. But sure. It, it works great as far as just putting that extra motion, putting that those ripples in the water. Because right. without ripples and without motion, if you look at, you know, any kind of video of ducks from above, I mean, they're constantly moving. Oh, I mean, yeah. Old. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they'll call you out if they don't see that motion. Right. <laughs> well, no, I right. mean, that's one of the things I, I will I will frequently complain about after I get done, you know, unloading all my gear, you know, and and, and storing everything for the, for the after the morning hunt is, is you know, oh, yeah, my, my decoys just sat there like a bunch of, you know, cataclysmic <laughs> ducks, you know. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, ducks just don't just, like, don't just yep. sit there. Um, yeah, we call that the concrete effect. Yes, and you just yes, sit them yeah. out there and, and they pretty much just, you know, set up in the concrete and sit there the whole day. Oh. So, so frustrating. Yeah, it it, uh, it will definitely be a killer for for your ducks that are a little bit more educated. Right, right, right. How does a how does a gang rig work? So the gang rig set up more like uh, for your your sea duck style. Um, that is going to be the same kind of spool. It's a little bit longer. It's about 150 foot, and that has a weight on either side. There's no bungee to it. Um, there's weight on either side. You go out, set one weight, and as you're going, you, dr- you put the decoys on the drops and you, you clip it onto the main line, and then you drop another weight on the other side. So that's typically for, for those sea duck hunters that are going out there for um, for like pit boss waterfowl that's out there hitting the scoters and, and you know, different ducks with their long tails. Um, Now, I have seen some people on the coast use them as well. Uh, It's just an easier setup as far as, like, if you've got a really big spread and you're just putting them out with a boat. Um, But, you know, on the coast here, too, I mean, tons of people just use Texas rigs. I mean, we use 48.4s and 48.6s on the coast all the time. So uh, it just doesn't have as much of a a tide or waves and usually you're, you're right in the gulf so there's sure. there's not too much to worry about but you get out there on the on the east coast or the west coast you need a little bit more to keep those decoys there sure. so that's set up more for that we've had we've had some people actually use it for for big rivers as well mm. um, and they'll set them up yep they'll set them up with boats and uh lay them out across um you know, not all the way across the river, but they'll put kind of a, a semicircle, um, and they'll put two two to three lines on that, and then put some okay. extra extra just Texas rigs closer to the bank. Sure, and that will work that way. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. So you you mentioned the coast, and we 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 talked about a, a briefly about an article that was in the Houston Chronicle, kind of at mm-hmm. the end of the uh, end of duck season that was talking about how. Um, particularly on the coast, it was just, I mean, it was feast and famine, more more in the famine department. You know, the redheads just didn't show right. up. 
so on and so forth. Two questions. Have you, did you do any coastal hunting this season? And if you did, did you experience that as well? Yeah, I think um, we went, I went to Port Mansfield this year and I usually make a a trip around the Aransas Pass, but it was down around Port Mansfield this year and, and, you know, the redheads just, just weren't there. I mean, we shot, we shot pintails and widgeon and gadwall, oh, nice. um, but the uh, the redheads. You know, we went to one of their <clears throat> their favorite redhead spots, and mm-hmm. it just <laughs> it didn't go so well. You know, it 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 was just kind of weird this year. The redheads right. really didn't show up like I you know usually you're sitting out there right. on the Aransas Pass and you can I mean you can pick your redhead almost right um, right. But it just wasn't like that this year, right, uh, which is right. is kind of weird. And and that's for all the duck hunting too. I mean, we yeah. had we had teal come early, and then you know we'd get our limit every once in a while. But you uh-huh. know, I made trips up to Oklahoma and Kansas to kind of get into the ducks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was that's man. You 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 must have been one of the sources for this Houston Chronicle article. Yeah. <laughs> I remember talking that, about that, yeah. that. That's what they were saying. I I fondly recall. Right cursing our fellow duck hunters in kansas and oklahoma <laughs> because the article was saying that they just held up they literally just held up in oklahoma and kansas any ideas uh, yeah. to why well the any weather idea? they said Does it just yeah i mean uh, there's a lot of people that say that it was short stopped by weather which i mean you look at the weather this year you see tons of people that are posting now i wish duck hunting was now right. starting to get right. ducks so uh that could be a thing i mean i Oklahoma had a really good year this year. I mean, yeah. Oklahoma and Kansas did. Um, Kansas, we were kind of focused more on lessers, and then um, Oklahoma, it was it was ducks. And right. you know, they just had a really good group go there, and they stopped. Right. Um, right. I have some some buddies up in the Dallas Fort Worth area that weren't getting anything. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was almost like they hit the Red River, and and we're like, oh, that's far enough. That's it. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so as a duck hunter, what 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 is your favorite? What is your favorite duck as far as you know? Pre, like, um, you know, what 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 duck do you think is the, the coolest looking? And what's your favorite duck to eat? Oh well, see, the the favorite looking one, I'd have to say a pintail. I mean, that's probably a lot of people like it. It's very yeah. elegant. Yeah. The chocolate top, I just I love it. I mean, yeah. the sprigs are amazing and I, i've yet to get one on my wall actually oh, okay all right I, I haven't gotten a uh, a nice enough sprig and one later in the season so that's right. that's one of my bucket list but okay. Okay. uh teal I, I actually really like eating teal um, yeah and we we i mean we made teal and eggs for teal season oh. uh lifetime decoys kind of makes a we make a big deal out of teal season and we, oh, we get some of the i love um, it yeah, we get some people down from, you know, in the industry to come down to uh, Peter's family ranch down around El Campo. Oh. And, oh, yeah, and nice. it's, it's usually a very fun time. So oh, I had, can imagine. We had quite a few people down and, and had a very good teal shoot this past season. Oh, that's great. But, but teal, I you know, they're small birds, but they definitely do taste good. Oh, they're, they're, it's, it's, we, they are my favorite. Um, I, I, it sounds like I, I was going to, I was going to say, it sounds like, uh, listening to you talk. 
You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's I, I, I love the teal. I love to shoot them, and I, um, I, I, I mean, I, I love to eat them. It's, it's funny those, you know, the the early teal seasons. I, I am a dove hunting fanatic. Um, right. So you, you know, you do teal hunting in the morning, and then or and then duck hunt or uh, dove hunting at night. And if I have two good shots, I, I, it's, I, I'm, I just like, well, that, that's it. The horn can blow now. God can take me because life is good. I mean, I just, man, I love it. Um, yeah. And that's why oh, yeah. it hurts so bad when, it, when it's so terrible. And I, I, have, I have one good teal shoot. Um, it was ironically enough, one good teal shoot, early teal shoot. And then mm-hmm. the evening before was the only limited dove I killed. So less wow. than twenty four hours, I got I, I I got my I got my season full, I guess. So wow, yeah. Well, we we tried to um, <laughs> we tried to manage. You know, we we managed the property a little bit for right. for teal season. Right. Um, you know, we had uh, we had I think three or four different locations that we can hunt, and we we kind of cut out some some. Um, some smart weed and flooded it nice. and also had rice fields. So it was, oh, it was definitely managed for teal season. Awesome. Um, and we had, a, we had a pretty successful teal season all, all three weekends really. Oh, that's um, awesome. But, you know, I've, I've heard from people that were close by that really didn't have that great of season. Right. So it's right. it just kind of hit and miss. Uh, sure. We had, you know, one of the days it was, we almost thought we weren't going to, hunt because there were storms coming in and there was lightning yeah. so we had to postpone right but eventually got into the into the hole and were able to kill some nice nice now do, do you guys i mean we we typically get blue wings um yep. or, okay and same thing with y'all because i you know it, it it is very rare for me to shoot uh well it's very rare for me to shoot a green wing during early teal season and it's very rare for me to shoot a blue wing during uh, regular teal season is is right. regular duck season. Is that the same where you guys hunt? Yeah, we were around. Uh, we were, I think, just over eighty uh, blue wing teal for that that teal season, Ugh. and it was it was just blue wing teal. We didn't shoot one green wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, since you guys and I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm kind of hogging to him here, Jimmy. But oh, oh this, uh, this uh, is your. Uh, I love this it. Is your yeah. about Bailiwick. It is. It <laughs> he is, tries yeah. to. Uh, I. I I've du- I've duck hunted with Richard uh, several times. I've just lately I've been uh, sitting in the deer blind in the, in the morning, and but I, you're kind of firing me up to get back out there. And, <laughs> you know. No, I did I did see the social media. It was it was mainly deer hunting, turkey hunting, and then, <laughs> yeah. then some dove and duck, yeah. and, you know, sprinkled in there every once in a while. See, yeah. I'm the uh, I'm the turkey uh, fanatic. Right? Yes. <laughs> well, you're you're gearing up right now. That's man. right. <laughs> And then we are we are covered with them. Hey, have you guys ever shot a cinnamon teal? That is, I've I've actually got one in my son's uh, room right now. Oh, you're the, kidding me! Shot yeah, in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> shot in Texas, correct? Did you shoot yep. him in Texas? in Texas? Yes, I did. Yep, it was uh, it was actually out in West Texas where I was I grew up. So um, we we have a spot that's that's back out towards midland area and and for some reason if you've got some water you're you're on that flight path down to mexico Hmm. yeah you you get them a little bit over there but they're 
it's still pretty sporadic. I mean, I Are we there? shot that one. Yeah, yeah, you... I shot that one two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, they're said... they're beautiful birds, though. You said you grew up out in West Texas. Where'd you grow up? Midland. Midland. Oh, in Midland. Okay. Oh, perfect. All right. Yep. Yep. Oil field town, and I actually uh, grew up doing uh, dove and and quail out there. I actually oh. didn't shoot a duck till till college, so I kind of uh, got my you know, start in dove and quail and then moved on. And then, nice. of course, duck is just consumes me now. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where'd you go to college, just for the, the fun of it? Yep, Texas A&M. Uh, okay, okay, perfect. All right. Yep. And all, actually, all of uh, Peter and Dane are both Texas A&M alum. Okay. Uh, so that was an easy uh, job interview. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with uh, J- J- Jimmy and I are Red Raiders. So I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, I went of course I was very close to, to Texas Tech and yep, had yep. a lot of my friends go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny cuz you know I growing up I did a lot of I did a lot of tank jumping. Uh, we had a lease mm-hmm. with Rockmorton. And you know, I'd, I'd get, I'd go out there, and I'd sit with my grandfather's, you know, uh, screwdriver weighted uh, decoys and whatnot. But you know, being out there in Lubbock is is really where I honed my uh, fanaticism. It's like it's kind of like a a guy over here, and then going over to you know to to Lebanon or the Congo to become a radical terrorist <laughs> type thing. It's you go up to, you go up to you Lubbock. Training? And, yeah, I got my training. I came back and I was you know mumbling anyway. Um, yeah, but that's where I really became a dove and, and duck and waterfowl in general. You know, hunting for right. that and man, but that stuff gets in your blood. It's it's tough to shake. Tough to shake. Well, it's just I mean, so many things go into it from throwing out decoys to right, the dogs. planning your wind to yep. yeah, dogs and, and calls. And, and there's just a lot of things that go into actually getting a bird to finish, which is just exciting for me. No, no doubt. No doubt. It, it's an accomplishment. So what, uh, as far as new products is concerned, do you guys have anything mm-hmm. in the works or what's, what's we new? Definitely, yep. We definitely have some things in the works and actually that's, uh, the official launch will be later this this year, and and you know we're going to have those products out for fall. Unfortunately, I cannot say the new products just That's yet. Okay. So That's you'll, okay. You'll definitely have to tune into the oh, we social will. media and check that out. But it is oh. definitely, you know, of course, lifetime decoys. We want to be innovators in the waterfowl industry, and I think we've done that with the Texas rigs. So sure. we're going to apply that to a few few different products and and go from there so it, it's very exciting now that's a good tease for everybody everybody <laughs> listening stay tuned <laughs> right uh, right i was just curious I, I see that you got the uh for the texas rigs you have a brown version a maize and a green uh Fresh. what is the uh, most popular color that people usually go with brown's definitely the most popular yeah. that's that's our most um you know that's our ones that's uh purchased the most the uh the green is actually what we started with um, okay. back you know six seven years ago and that that was actually when peter was you know making all of these rigs out of his garage and and you know decided hey i'm going to go into a, a highly competitive market and <laughs> sell decoy rigging you know and and 
when we got into that, you know, people started saying, hey, you know, these green rigs, you know, work great for, for South Texas early season, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, it sticks out just a little yeah. bit during the late season. So uh, I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it really depends on the predominance of what wherever you're hunting. If you hunt at a oh, certain correct. location a lot, you got to pay attention to really kind of what the water looks like, I guess, or what, or the, right. how clear it is and, you know, just all the factors that go into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of course the brown, you know, the brown almost, it's almost a maroon color, which we, we did not plan on that, but <laughs> it, it's a very, uh, it's a very it's... brown color uh, with a hint of maroon. Right. And, you know, it, uh, it, it definitely goes with the, with the earth tones a little bit better. Um, you know, the, the maze is is we had some some hunters that really wanted a a maze rig for you know corn and and a few different areas that they hunted that were just a little bit lighter, so we decided to do that and they're just kind of special runs um, that we have a limited supply on. Now if you go into a retail store, all you're going to see is brown, mm-hmm. um, and and that's you know anywhere you go, Maxbury Wings, Cabela's, uh, Bass Pro, all those Rogers. Kind of the big waterfowl stores, they'll have they'll have our rigging. Awesome. Well, I, I, I understand the uh, I understand the maroon kind of slipping in there. You know, it's a subconscious <laughs> thing, probably. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, if if uh, if we made one, you know, the uh, wow. scarlet or the red uh, red line may not work very well. So. <laughs> yeah, of course, and we we wouldn't shoot a duck, which, which fits in with my 2018 season. So. Yeah. Well, right. n- now that we now that we know you're an Aggie, I, it explains why you like the sprig so much. Because I've always I've always looked at their heads and think, yeah, it's a little brown. You could you could call it maroon you know, when, when yeah. the sun hits it. So <laughs> I've always I've always been you know just and I think it might have even uh, intensified after you know getting the the pintails down to one you know for the year. Just, oh yeah, just last year, which. Was just you know looking for it, and that, I think I only shot a few pintail that year, and it just wasn't right. wasn't pretty enough to put up on the wall, but sure. definitely pretty enough to eat. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, speaking speaking of what, um, how how do you eat your duck? What what do you guys do? You have a a standard recipe you go with, or how do y'all do it? So there is well the the peel and eggs is essentially just cutting it up into little strips and, oh, and yeah. putting some butter and, and salt and pepper and putting it in your eggs. But yeah, boy. Uh, yeah. one thing <laughs> I've actually really enjoyed lately, um, you know, beside from just uh, putting it, we actually put it into a, uh, you know, if you've got mallard or something bigger, uh, we'll actually put that in and uh, marinate that in Dr. Pepper and wine and a few uh, other stuff throughout the night and then, right. then put that on the grill. Nice. Um, but I actually tried this pastime smoking uh, and making jerky out of duck, and that no is kidding. fantastic. Really? Duck and goose. Yep. Okay. Yep. You've got to you got to smoke it for a little while. You got to uh, put it in there for about eight hours. Okay. Uh, but it comes out tasting amazing. So really? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I tried that actually this year with a, a group of mallards and, and lessers that I got from. Mm from uh, kansas okay and that you couldn't i mean you couldn't tell the difference between real jerky and and duck and i I thought it even tasted a little bit better it had a little bit more of a gamey taste which i personally like sure sure 
Sure, fantastic. You know, one one thing we did, we we went on a uh, one of those uh, conservation snow goose hunts, and uh, mm-hmm. boy, talk about. We were up there in the, near Dumas, and you know, I, I literally <laughs> thought I was going to die on the prairie. I mean, I, I was I was a degree <laughs> past miserable cold, but man, it was it was fun, especially when you got fifty thousand snow geese about the land on there, right. but. You know, we we had all this goose meat, and uh, uh, so one of the things we did was we actually put the slow cooker, and uh, yep. put a little barbecue sauce on, a little 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 salt and pepper, and you know, onion powder or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. uh, God, that night we had we had pulled goose sandwiches. <laughs> really? It was it was fantastic. I mean, you you <laughs> you know, you you really couldn't tell that you were eating. Uh, you know, you were eating. You weren't eating. You, you were eating snow goose. You know, right? Um, it, well, it's fun. That's one of the things we do, we enjoy. We enjoy going around and, and cooking different types of things. Nice. Well, I will tell you, the best duck that I've had in the last few years was at a at a place down in Port Mansfield called Getaway Lodge. Nice. And now it's a secret recipe, so they won't give it out to you. But okay. um, right. that it is. Essentially, a sweet and spicy, almost like a like a, a hot wing, uh, but it's made up of duck and it's a little crunchy, but got the uh, the spice and the and the sweet to it. And it's got cilantro oh, on it and everything. I mean, it was fantastic. So if really? was ever, ever goes down to Port Mansfield to Getaway Lodge, definitely ask that. Interesting. <laughs> you know, that, I I have, is, I have never done a coastal trip, uh, Texas coast trip uh i would i would love to do that so that that's that sounds like fun very cool yeah yeah it's a it's a very fun trip i mean you get out on on a um airboat and go out across you know the flats and and set up and and you know it's a little bit different right right (laughs) awesome awesome well adam uh Really appreciate your time tonight. I want to be uh, respectful of your time around dinner, you know, hearing everything. And uh, but I want to give right. you an opportunity if there's anything else you kind of wanted to to run by our listeners. Uh, we could talk about that, or yeah, yeah. Please. Just um, you know, of course, we've got some big things coming up. Um, you know, stay tuned around you know late summer because we'll we'll definitely be dropping some new products and and uh, just kind of. I guess follow the uh, the lifetime decoys uh, Instagram and Facebook. We'll have both of those things, both of those platforms, where we'll announce new products and kind of where we're going with with you know the uh, the lifetime decoys brand. So that would that would probably be the uh, the main thing to look forward to because we definitely have some game changers in the uh, in the in the works. Okay, great. Uh, do you want to give out the uh, the Instagram and the uh, yeah. Facebook page? Yeah, Insta- yep, Instagram's just Lifetime Decoys, okay. and uh, same as the Facebook, and our website is www.lifetimedecoys.com. Okay, great. Well, folks, that's been uh, Adam Peeler. He's a sales and marketing manager for Lifetime Decoys. Uh, thanks, Adam, so much for joining us on the Feed Bandit podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. Well, folks, again, that was uh, Adam Peeler of Lifetime Decoys. Uh, We just want to thank him for his time for coming on the podcast and uh, having a really good duck conversation. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, 
I know you had a good time, uh, Richard, talking to him about duck hunting. And like I said when we were talking earlier, he's kind of fired me up again. I think I'm going to have to go out and join you this fall. Oh, yeah. No, especially. Yeah, especially when all you got to go do is park the ranger and I got to do all the work. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, it, I'll carry your gun to the blind. And there you go. That, 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 that's the deal. <laughs> it, it's yet again another example of, a, of, of somebody that, that recognized a problem and did something about it. You know, he had the, 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 the gentleman, I believe his name is Peter, is the owner, uh, one of the owners. He, he had the. You know, he had the, the guts to, to go out there and put it all on the line and, uh, you know, came up and solved a huge problem. Uh, so it's um, I just I think I just love hearing these stories, especially when it's in the outdoor marketplace, especially when it's a, a Texas based company, obviously yeah. near and dear to our hearts. So, um, so I just focus me. I can attest to their products. Um, I, I, I use them again when I go bird watching and I, I put them <laughs> out there and yeah, now they, they work. They're great. We go waterfowl watching, right? Yes. Uh, so I'm curious, and I, I wish I had asked when he was still on the phone, and you probably may know the answer to this. Why are they called Texas rigs? Why Texas? Well, I, you know, I I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> it's just that's kind of what I've always known about, yeah. to be honest right. with you. Right. It's just something like um, you accept. It's like that's the name. Is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's kind of like one of those, you know, hey, I need a Kleenex, or I need a I need a Kleenex. No, it was a, t- a tissue, you know, uh, or make a Xerox. Oh, that's a yeah, yeah, exact Xerox. Yes. Oh, it's a Texas rig, of course. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Xerox with a Z, though, of course. Right, really? of course, yes. yes yeah, yeah. They don't want to get uh, sued here for yeah. trademark infringement, or anything. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, you got anything else before we wrap this one up? Put a bow on it. You know, this just this conversation has me has me dreaming of. Uh, oh, I know you're not going to sleep tonight. Of, of early of early <laughs> teal season. Actually, I think I am. I'm supposed to sleep very well because oh, I had well. to, I, I had to demo my girls' bathrooms because of my leak that's that's still ever present. And so, yeah. But you'll be dreaming of ducks, so that's. Good. Oh God, that, yeah, that would be much nicer. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll let you get off to bed. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, we hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Uh, it was fun. It was a good one. And, uh, you know, if you want to learn more or hear more about awesome new and innovative hunting products and services, please text the, the word bandit to 345-345. And there you'll get access to our email list uh, where we send out an, the occasional email to let you know of things that we're running across and some deals that uh, run across our desk. So, uh, if you wanna you wanna get on that list and hear all about it, text the word bandit to three four five three four five. We really appreciate you guys wa- uh, listening tonight. I was gonna say watching, but I would don't know what you'd be watching. Yeah, well, uh, well we're uh, that's that's phase. That's that's, that's true. Two point We're actually in this. Yeah. I don't want to blow it here, but you know we are working on our own TV channel. Oh, uh, all day feed bandit. Uh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be like like the Truman Show. We're just yes. follow us around the ranch, so we'll doing our stuff. But that, that would be fun. The Bandit Show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, with that, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, have a good one. Support your local feed store. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. If you want to find new and innovative hunting gear and service providers not typically offered through the traditional big box hunting stores, 
Come on over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com slash join. When you join, as a bonus, you'll get our entertaining free e-guide of unique hunting tips and tricks. And a reminder to all you small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space, if you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the Feedbanded podcast, please let us know. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Go to feedbanded.com slash promote. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a rating and review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Go to feedbanded.com slash iTunes. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time, please remember to support your local feed store.